is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and you're very welcome to this special Sunday edition of the Under Center Podcast. It's week one officially, the first Sunday of the NFL season. We saw the season opener already with the Buffalo Bills and LA Rams. And we are now looking forward to 15 games over the next two days to be decided, of course, the 13 games between 6 uh, 6 p.m. and half 9 p.m. airtime, the first, the early slate and the late slate of games, the Sunday night football, and of course, Monday night football too, to round off week one of the NFL season. Guys, we finally made it the first Sunday. I don't know about you, but I am just living for that 6 p.m. Scott Hansen, Seven hours of commercial-free football. How are you feeling on this glorious day? I'm loving life. Um, I won't be watching Scott Hansen. I'll be watching my Carolina Panthers beat the Browns, the revenge game of the season. Um, But yeah, look, we'll get into that later on. I can't wait for football. Uh, We saw, obviously, the game on Thursday. I just can't wait for a full slate of games. Yeah, definitely. I think I'll agree with you. I'll not see much of the, the red zone. I think I'll definitely have the Patriots Dolphins on probably for a while until I get disappointed anyway. <laughs> but yeah, definitely looking forward to the whole schedule of Sunday games. Bring it on. Yeah. And you have, of course, the Sunday or the, the Sky Sports coverage to look forward to that everybody loves. Oh, yeah. Oh, can't yeah. wait for that. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, that's actually a question that I, I, I've, always, I've always wanted to know about people and, and their watching habits for it. So, obviously being a Seahawks fan, the majority of Seahawks game are in the late slate of games, if obviously they're not on primetime. Um, so, I get to watch the first slate of games. So, I would spend that on Red Zone. Um, so, obviously you guys being fans of, of, of East Coast teams... Um, so you would be just solely just watching your own game. Would you have, say, Red Zone in the background somewhere else, or would you just wait until the late slate of games and then watch it then? Well, for me personally, I'd usually watch whatever game I'm looking at at the time. Um, I have a deal with my girlfriend that if there's a Green Bay game on early, we'll watch the Green Bay game, but I'll always have the Panthers on in the corner. Um but mostly I'll be watching the Panthers on the early slate. We don't get primetime games, so it's always the early game. Um, and yeah, I just kind of keep up to date on things in the kind of halftime bulletin and that sort of thing. And then uh, maybe watch some recaps afterwards. Yeah, I think I normally stick to watching the pages, but I always try and have Red Zone on the background, whether it's on my tablet or phone. I know. Well, that that's it. And look, when the Seahawks games on a half nine, the red zone goes off, unless it's a blowout where they're losing, which could happen a lot this year. So I might just flip over to red zone and maybe not be so sad. So we'll see how the season plays out. I I'll be watching red zone all day anyway Sunday because I don't have to watch the Seahawks until Monday night, which is great as well. So, uh, but we'll get into that game towards the end of the show. Like I said, we have 15 games to get through, um, and we're going to try and get through them for all, all through them all. That's a bit of a tongue twister for you here and now. And we're going to start with the early slate of games, obviously 6 p.m. Irish time, 1 p.m. over in the States. And we are going to start in, 
Actually, Reem, we're going to start in your division, but we're not going to start with the Panthers. We're going to start with the divisional matchup, and that is the New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. An early divisional matchup. Uh, this is the first uh, regular season game for new head coach Dennis Allen. Um, normally being uh, getting the defense ready. Now he's got to get the whole team ready for this one. The return of Jameis as well after his uh, injury. We'll see what is uh, what is going to happen. I think the Saints have a sneakily underrated receiving core um, this season with Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, and the returning Michael Thomas. But the caveat is what Michael Thomas are we going to get this year? We'll find out on Sunday what it's going to be like. On the other side, we talked about in our award show earlier on in the week about Drake London. He is going to get welcomed to the NFL, probably by Marshawn Lattimore, who will be keeping an eye on him this, this week, and we'll see what Marcus Mariota is like. I am going to go for a New Orleans Saints win here. Um, I think uh, with the weapons they have on offense, it's going to be too much for that um, Falcons defense. But, uh, Rain, I'll start with you on this one since it is your division. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Couldn't agree with you more. Um, the Saints are one of those outside teams that could topple the, um, the Buccaneers as the winners of the NFC South this season. As you said yourself, they do have a scary good receiver core, particularly when you compare them to the receiver cores that have gone in the past, which have been Michael Thomas and no one, Michael Thomas and no one, and Michael Thomas and no one. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think they are in with a shout of being that divisional champion. I don't think they're going to do it, but they're definitely a lock over the Falcons this week. I'd probably put them 7-14 to 14 point favourites on this one. Adam, <laughs> sorry, I'm not angry. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would tend to agree with that. They do have a scary good receiving core, and it could be sneaky good at the same time. Jarvis Landry coming off not his best season with Cleveland, but I think he's. It just depends what sort of Jameis Winston turns up. You know, there's definitely three great weapons out wide for him to get the ball to, and we've yet to mention probably their best player, Alvin Kamara. You know it. He could turn up with six, seven touchdowns again, or he could turn up with one or two, and Jameis just starts throwing them to everyone else. But I do agree, the Falcons, I just can't see much coming from this offense. Um, again, it's with Mariota. I think this is a full rebuild, and they're happy enough to go as it is for the year. But I'm definitely going, James, seven to 14 points plus again. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, uh, having watched Marcus Mariota, or not Marcus Mariota, um, Jesus, I've forgotten his name. The Saints quarterback. James Winston. James Winston. James Winston. I've watched him struggle in that NFC South for a long, long time now. And really, I can't understand it. He has all of the potential to be a very good player. And I think now the Saints are getting to the point where they have the players around him to make him a good player. So I think this is going to be a big season for James Winston. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm... Not looking forward to seeing him play in our division, but I'm looking forward to seeing him actually being able to uh, succeed for once. Okay, let's move on then. And we are going to, yeah, let's do it. Let's have a look at the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. Rain, I'm going to let you start on this one. 
I think this is a game that the Carolina Panthers need to win if they are really making a, a, a claim to be a competitive team in this league. You're coming up against a second-string quarterback, a third-string center. You need to be winning that game, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and then it's important for Baker Mayfield to start throwing touchdowns early and often. I think we need to stop relying so much on Christian McCaffrey, get him to touch the ball maybe 30 times per game, say 20 carries, 10 receptions, uh, but no more than that. We've seen him in the past kind of get 40 touches in a game, and that's too much for a running back. You're going to injure him. Uh, but for me, the Carolina Panthers do take this game. It's going to be a close one, around about three points. Yeah, I actually have it going exactly the same way, Ryan. Uh, definitely, I think Baker Mayfield's going to come out and just try and thrash this Browns. He knows exactly what to do against this defense. He did it week after week for the last couple of years. And he's going to know where to pinpoint, who to go after. And it just depends on the offensive line, trying to keep out Miles Gallup. But I do see, yeah. as you say, third string center, Jacoby Brissett and the QB. I'm definitely going for the Panthers on this one. Yeah, that is the one thing, though, that you brought up that does concern me. It's Miles Garrett versus the rookie in uh, Iki Iquanu. Obviously, I think Iquanu is going to be a starting left tackle in this league for a long, long time. He's going to be the franchise guy out there. But it's his first ever game in the NFL, and he's coming up against a monster in Miles Garrett. I think it's going to be a tough game for him, but we just need to see him win more reps than he loses. And I think we have the potential to see that happen. Uh, so I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah, I think this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, I think that both offenses have their issues and limitations, but there's going to be one part of it that is going to win this team the game or this certain team the game, which I'll get to in a second. One thing that we haven't touched on, um, I, is on the Browns' offense, um, is the two-headed monster, which is their running attack, and that is Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. These guys are um, a force to be reckoned with by themselves, but together it's going to be a very tough afternoon um, for the uh, defensive line and the linebackers of the Carolina Panthers. So we'll have to see... The, the quarterback play obviously is going to be uh, quite questionable, especially if they load the box to stop that running attack and to see what Jacoby Brissett can do. I don't think he's going to do a lot, especially because there are some really decent quarterbacks. JC Horn is going to be making his return. I think he could have a nice day um, going up probably against Amari Cooper. Would you think, Ryan? Um, I think the plan is to have JC Horn playing in the slot, surprisingly. Um, okay. So it'll probably be Dante Jackson up against Amari Cooper and then Donovan Peoples-Jones covered by CJ Henderson, which I think all of those battles are being won maybe by the the Panthers, um, with the exception of maybe Cooper uh, getting a few reps won against, uh, against Jackson. Right. Okay. Well, um, I'm going with the Panthers in this game. The reason why I'm going with the Panthers is is because you have a healthy Christian McCaffrey. I know you're saying, Rina, 
only uh, don't give him as many touches in the game as he's had previously. But still, I think the fact that it is week one and he is healthy is going to be a big determining factor in this game. And it's going to be the, the thing that wins the Panthers this game. And look, Baker's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And normally when he does, he plays well. If only he could do that all season, it'd be great for them. But especially this game in particular, I think he will be making sure that he um, drives the team to victory. So uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers there, make it a clean sweep. Um, I love the fact that two games in, we're all thinking the same. You know, great minds think alike, or I brought you down to my level of stupidity. We'll find out <laughs> later on. Anyway, let's move on to... Um, Another all-NFC game, um, not another, sorry, um, but this is an all-NFC game, is the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears. Adam, I'm going to let you go first on this one. What are you thinking ahead of this game? I just don't see what's going to come out of this Bears offense. You know, Justin Fields, David Montgomery in the backfield, their wide receiver core, I don't really see much happening outside of Thornhill Mooney. Um, so I'm not really sure where they're going to go offensively, especially against such a strong 49ers defense. I think um, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner could have a field day there. Um, the 49ers, again, that's that quarterback is a Trey Lance. What's he going to do? Um, the running back, again, there's a couple of them coming off injuries. If the rookie Elijah Mitchell, um, I do think the 49ers are going to take this, and I think they're going to take it comfortably. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. But I still have them taking it by seven, ten points. Yeah, for me, I think a lot of people are hating on the Bears more than they should be. I think in the last couple of power rankings that I saw, I've seen them ranked in the bottom four, with the most recent of which I saw them ranked in the bottom two teams in the league. And I just can't see that happening this season. Now, when it comes to this particular game... I can't go any anywhere outside of the 49ers winning this game. Uh, as Adam alluded to, the defense for the 49ers is just immense this year. If they can keep it healthy, they'll certainly be contenders. Um, but, I mean, I think a lot of people are writing off the Bears, and I think they're going to probably end up with seven or eight wins on the season. Okay, that's, that's actually... Uh pretty good for the bears i i i'm a little still unconvinced by them um it is justin field's second year of course and he'd be looking for better than his first year um this team is rebuilding you know new gm new head coach um defensive minded head coach as well so we'll see how that works out in the development of uh justin fields but like i mentioned on thursday in our award show i fancy the 49ers to make the super bowl and like that i think this is the first step in making the super bowl if they want to they have to win these sort of games trey lance's first game as the starter obviously not his first game you know robert quinn will be there to sort of greet him um if he can get through that uh, offensive line um We'll see. We'll see with that running attack. It'd be interesting to see how much Debo Samuel is going to be used. If he's going to be used primarily as a receiver, or are they going to bring him back and involve him in that running game this year? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Brandon Ayuk, there's a lot of hype around this year. And of course, you can't um, forget about George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the game too. But there's too many offensive weapons there to smother that uh, that Bears defense. And on the opposite side, the, for the likes of Nick Bosa and that, you know, 
questionable, you know, maybe C grade best offensive line of the Bears. You know, it could be a long day for Justin Fields as well. So we'll wait and see. But I can't see anything other than a 49ers victory as well. Let's move on to um, an AFC North matchup. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, the Bengals playing their first game since that Super Bowl loss to the Rams last year. And they'll be hoping to go one step further. Um, and this is going to be a difficult start for them. Uh, Mitch Trubisky named QB1 for the time being, at least in Pittsburgh. Um, TJ Watt is going to be interesting now to see um, him and Cam Hayward again on that defensive line. Uh, interesting, <clears throat> especially because he's going up against the newbie in Lyle Collins um, as well. And uh, as long as Alex Kappa, the two big additions on the offensive line for the Bengals. Um, the Steelers weren't great against the run last year. Um, Joe Mixon is budding, like you talked about, uh, Adam, I believe, uh, on Thursday, that Joe Mixon felt like he left yards out on the field last year. He'd be de determined to get a good start this year. Um, the Bengals are good against the run, so we'll see how Najee Harris gets on there too. But in this one, I'm going to go for the Cincinnati Bengals to get off to a winning start at home against a tough divisional opponent. Probably not the high-scoring game that we think because these AFC North games are always low, you know, um, grudge matches that um, defenses, dom defenses dominate. Um, but I will start with you, Rain, on this one. What do you think in Steelers and Bengals? Yeah, well, to start with, if I was a betting man, I'd be betting the under. Um, I think it is, as you say, going to be a low-scoring game in this one. Um, this one was tougher for me than the bookies maybe made it out to be. They have the Cincinnati Bengals as favorites in this one. I'm not 100% sure on that. I still have them winning the game, but only by a score. Um, and that's simply down to Joe Mixon being in that backfield for uh, that team and obviously Joe Burrow coming off an excellent season last season. Um, I think he's gonna get gonna get better from here. Yeah, I'm gonna agree there again. Um, it's a low scoring affair, but if I get down to the who's gonna break first, is it gonna be the Steelers defense? It's gonna be the Bengals offense. The Steelers offense, it's Mr. Trubisky at QB. You know. He may have some good weapons and whether George Pickens is going to start straight out of the bat from the rookie and see how he goes. Depends what you do to get. Is he going to quite to play football or is he going to quite to take TikToks? Um, and again, as you say, the Bengals have been quite good stuff in the run. So Nazi Harris is going to have the big game if the Steelers are going to take anything from this. But I have the Bengals winning this low scoring affair again by four to seven points. Sorry, did you say Juju there with his TikToks? Yeah, did he not go to Pittsburgh? No, he's in uh, Kansas City. Kansas, my head's away. <laughs> him and, him and Mahomes' brother are going to be... Him and Jackson yeah, Mahomes are, are filming TikToks. Yeah, I've, I've just completely <laughs> looked the wrong thing there. Um, well, you do have the... You do have, uh, like, on that on that Pittsburgh team, you do have some exciting wide receiver talent. You know, you've got Chase Claypool, who's coming off uh, surgery. You've got Dante Jackson. You've also got um, the rookie, George Pickens, who there's a lot of hyping after the preseason, mostly because he was pushing 
defenders down down on a run play or um which caught a lot of hype but yeah i'm I'm, I'm gonna go with the bengals on this game myself and see see how we get on there let's move on to yeah let's do let's move on to uh adam's favorite team in the nfc and that is the philadelphia eagles traveling to detroit to take on the team of hard knocks that is dan campbell's detroit lions and adam i'm gonna let you go first on this one what are you thinking eagles at detroit <laughs> I, I may have picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl or to get to the Super Bowl on uh, Thursday night, but uh, I do have the Lions taking this one. Um, I think the home crowd's going to be the biggest effect for them, and I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to have a monster game to start off from that edge. Um, I think Jared Goff could have a decent game with the Monroe Brown, or is he going to hand it off to DeAndre Swift? But I do have Detroit winning this one. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a, a tough start. Um, I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to have his way with him. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions on this one by seven. I tell you, I'm glad that Adam has had such a brain fart on this one because we were going <laughs> to go five for five, I think, in terms of our picking. Uh, I'm obviously going with the Eagles on this one. There's way too much talent there, even for noodle arm Jalen Hurts to get involved in making this team lose. It's going to be the Eagles, and it's going to be by double digits. Yeah, I have the Eagles here. Everybody loves the Lions from last year. You know, you got to help with like how Dan Campbell is and press conference stuff like that. He's got he, he's retooled a lot of aspects and he's gotten some good players in this year. But the one thing that he still has from last year that's going to be a problem, and that's Jared Goff. You know, uh, I think that um, Jared Goff is, is sort of last season he was shown to be the sort of ordinary quarterback. Um, he, you know. Um, the offensive line wasn't great, obviously last year. It, it's probably it's still not great this year, but um, yeah, I think Goff is going to struggle, especially uh, with this uh, Eagles defense. You know, with Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick on the line, uh, with Fletcher Cox too. You've got um, you got you know Darius Slay and James Bradbury in the corner positions, just waiting to pick off an errant pass, and then in the safety position, obviously CJ. Uh, Gardner Johnson, who they traded for a couple of weeks ago, too. Like this Eagles defense is mean looking, and I worry for the for the uh, Lions in this one. And um, so we'll have to see. But I am going to go for uh, an Eagles win on this game. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, we are going to be speaking about more of the games on this week one of the NFL season. And you're welcome back to our preview show of week one of the NFL season here on the Under Center podcast. Dara, Adam and Rian with you to look at all the games on Sunday and the game, of course, on Monday night. Uh, we're going to continue with the early slate of games and we're going to have a look at um, an AFC South matchup to start the season. And that is the Indianapolis Colts against the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm going to start first on this one. Manny Ice is coming in um, to be another stopgap quarterback for the Colts. I don't know how far he's going to get them this year. I don't know if it's he is the man to take them where they want to go. But they still have Jonathan Taylor, who is... Uh, who's had who had two great games against the Texans last year, and I think he's going to start off this year by having another great game against the Texans. I know they, I said they are my sleeper team. They are going to win games this year, but they are not going to win this game. I'm going to go with the Colts to win and start off brightly 
against um, the Houston Texans. Uh, I think it's going to take a, a with the amount of changes this team has had with incomings and outgoings, especially with head coach incoming as well. That it's going to take a couple of games before they really um, start to gel together. So I'm going to go with Colts win on this one. But uh, Rain, what do you think? Yeah, part of me, the statistical part of me, wanted to go with the uh, Dara Maher Sleeper Team of the Year Award nominee Texans because <clears throat> the Colts have been dreadful on week one for the last, I think it's seven years in a row. And some of those have been absolute stinkers. Most notably, they lost to the Jaguars either last year or the year before on a season where they only won two games. Um, But looking at the dumpster fire that is the Texans, I do have the Colts taking this game a little bit reluctantly, but I think they will do it. And I think it'll be probably around about 10 points. Yeah, I have the Colts taking this one. Um probably around 10 to 14 points again. As you've already alluded to the dumpster fire that is the Houston Texans, I just don't see where they're going to get the win from to, on so, uh, tonight, sir. Yeah. No, that, that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough, lads. Um, we'll move on then to the AFC East. Let's go over to the East for a little bit. And let's, uh, let's talk about some Patriots going to the Miami Dolphins. And Adam, since you are a Patriots fan, I'll let you start this one. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, we've. Uh, this is a place we struggle in. Um, we've lost seven of our last nine games in Miami. Normally, we travel on the Saturday, but we did travel on Tuesday to acclimatize, and I think that might help this year. Tua has Terry Kill, um, but again, he still has that noodle arm, so I'm just not sure what we're going to get from them this week. I do. I don't want to go against the Patriots, so I'm not. I do have the Patriots winning this one. Um, it's going to be a close game, but I do think our receiver core is very sneaky good. We have some good receivers in there if they turn up, um, and we have a pretty good run game in there as well. I think the worry for me is going to be what side of the defense turns up because they had some struggles last year with the run, but they started off pretty strong, and I'm going to have us starting on strong this year again. So I'm going to stick with the Patriots, but it's going to be close. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to agree with you there. I'm, I'm, I have them down as my surprise of the week, um, just because you know that that Dolphins team is star studded. It is loaded, and this has been a classic Bill Belichick Patriots off season. And I think you know a lot of people have this Patriots team very underrated at the moment, and I think it's going to be one of those games that Bill Belichick is going to pull it out. They're going to go 1-0. and uh, They might not be very good after, but I think they're going to win this game by three points. Okay. Okay. Well, this is the first time uh, today that I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going for the Miami Dolphins in this game. Um, only because of the stuff that I heard in, in the offseason about the offensive struggling in New England. Um... I don't, and with this, you know, Miami defense, Xavier Howard especially, I think he's going to be there to have a very nice day. Um, I know it's the Devontae Parker revenge game, but I don't know if uh, that's going to be enough to get the Patriots to win in this one. Also, you mentioned Tyreek Hill. We haven't mentioned Jalen Waddle, you know? 
he had the most catches uh, for a rookie ever last year, and um, he's not ex- he's not exactly going to go missing. Um, for Tua and his noodle arm, he's there for those short crossing routes, and he just his run after his uh, yards after catch are phenomenal. So he'll just why can't he do it again this year? Especially if there's going to be people looking after Tyreek Hill. I'm guessing he'll probably be doubled at some stage as well, which will leave space for Jalen Waddle. So we'll have to wait and see there. So I'm going to go with it. A Miami Dolphins win on this game. Um, let's go over. Let's head over to New York and let's go to the Meadowlands. Um, the New York Jets are hosting the Baltimore Ravens in this game. Joe Flacco is going to start this. Zach Wilson will not be back in time for this game. It's going to be a real test of this new uh, New York Jets defense. One that I really like as well. Like some of the guys just that I've seen that they've had this year and they, they brought in of course sauce gardner with uh through the draft jermaine johnson of course through the draft 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 i should say as well um you got dj reed lamarcus joiner jordan whitehead have come in as well and then um carl lawson is back he missed last year true injury so this defense looks good i just don't Obviously, I can't trust Joe Flacco in the offense to be the Ravens' defense. Um, Lamar Jackson's contracts issues, we put the one side and he'll continue um, to play. J.K. Dobbins is back this week, which will help in the run game, will help um, Lamar Jackson in the run game. I worry because there's no real pass catchers in that team outside of Mark Andrews, you know. Um, they lost Marquise Brown. Not that he caught a lot of balls anyway. He dropped loads, but he didn't catch a lot. Um, they're really uh, high on Rashad Bateman. Um, so I'm going to go with the Ravens to to start the season one and zero here, um, and continue their uh, unbeaten preseason form for like the last like 21, 22 games at this stage. But uh, Ryan, uh, Jets uh, entertaining the Ravens. What do you think? I think this is an easy one. It's Ravens over Jets. Lamar Jackson is going to beat them with his legs. Lamar Jackson is going to beat them with his arms. The defense is too good for that um, Jets offense. I think it's just going to be a, a blowout. It's going to be 21 points to the Ravens. Moving on. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree there. I just This Jets offense doesn't do anything for me at the minute. Um, and it's it maybe a Joe Flacco revenge game, but it's Joe Flacco. I think that's there's just nothing there anymore for that Jets offense. The defense, there's definitely stuff there they can work with, but I think it's going to be a terrible start for them, and I agree it's going to be a, a blowout. All right, fair enough. Let's move on then to the last of the games in the early slate, and that is Fionn's Washington Commanders entertaining the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, Rain, I'll let you go first on this one since you are... Of course, Amaloy. So we'll get Amaloy's perspective first on the Washington Commanders. It absolutely pains me to say it, but I think the Commanders are going to win this game. I would like nothing more than Trevor Lawrence to have a career day and for that defense to show up and sack Carson Wentz eight times, but I just don't see it happening. I think that that D-line for the uh, Washington Commanders is too good for the O-line that's there in Jacksonville at the moment. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is at the level of development where he should be in terms of being able to beat a defense like 
the Commanders. So as much as the offense has struggled for the Commanders, I still see them taking it, and I see them taking it fairly handily, around about 10 points. Yeah, I've uh, maybe another brain fart, but I'm taking the Jags on this one. Um, I think the Commanders' defense might struggle a little bit. Um, there's a couple of injuries in there. Um, their offense, Carson Wentz is going to do what Carson Wentz does, and Antonio Gibson's going to continue his fumble problems. We're going to get to see the NFL debut, I believe, of Travis Etienne. They're one of their first round picks in the Jacksonville Jaguars from last year, and I think he's going to break out and have a big game. Trevor Owens is going to complement that and just find some of his weapons around Christian Kirk. Um, so I have the Jags taking this by three points. It's a good point that you raised there, actually, Travis Etienne. He reminds me a lot of Christian McCaffrey with his pass-catching ability out of the uh, out of the backfield. And when you have a poor O-line in front of you and a quarterback who might not be as confident as he should be, it is very, very big to have that threat coming out of the backfield. And Etienne provides that. So I don't think you're too far off with this, with this take. I thought I was going to be the only one to do this as well. I'm going for the Jaguars as well this week. I think there's always one big surprise winner in week one of the season. And I think the Jaguars are going to do this. You know, as much as I, I want to say that I love the Commanders. And I uh, look, we had Ron Rivera on the show and it was absolutely brilliant to speak to him. Um, there's some issues, though, that I don't like on this team. And Carson Wentz is one of them. Antonio Gibson is another one as well. He has fumbling issues, too. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. The defense, you know, left a lot to be desired last year. Um, Jack Del Rio kept his job, especially uh, from the poor team performance and from, you know, the, the stuff that he was saying in the offseason, too. Um I don't know. I just I don't think that enough's been done on this defense to make it any better. Um, I think Chase Young's on track, isn't he, to play this week as well? We'll see what he's. No, what he's, he's is he not? He's on he's the on list at the moment. Yeah, he's he's, he's out for four games at least. Yeah. Okay, so that that even cements my decision even more to to go with the Jaguars and um. I think, yeah, I think this is going to be the surprise of the weekend. I think the Jaguars are going to start the season 1-0 with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson um, coming uh, to Washington and going home with the W. So that's the end of our first slate of games. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to look at the rest of the games for Sunday. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of today's show. Before we get back into the games, of course, this show is brought to you in partnership with the Locker app. That is the new app that you need to get for all of your sports news customized to the way you want that you choose the sports you want to hear about. It has articles from all the best publications that you can read just in the one place. So you're not having to go to uh, 20 other different apps to get the content that you need. So that is the Locker app. Get it from the Play Store or the App Store as well uh, and download it there now today just in time before the uh, just in time, sorry, for the games today on the Sunday. We looked at the first slate of games and we're looking now at the late slate um, all of them kicking off at 4.25 uh, Eastern Time or 9.25 Irish Time. We are going to start with Jake's beloved New York Giants traveling to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Um, 
this is this this is not going to be great for the Giants, guys. I'm going to be honest here. This is not going to be great. Uh, Derrick Henry is back and he's hungry after the disappointment at the end of last season. You know, Traylon Burks with his NFL debut. Robert Woods with his debut for the Titans as well. Um, they did lose. Uh, who who was it that they lose? Was it? Um, AJ Brown. Sorry, no, not AJ Brown. AJ On the Brown. defense, they lost someone. Um, was it Landry? They lost, wasn't it? They lost Landry on the defense for the season. Uh, I, shaking your, we're meant oh, to know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I, I remember it is, it is Landry. <laughs> we're meant to know what we're talking about here, Rain. What are you doing here to me? You're killing me. Um, you know, uh, the Giants D isn't great, and Kayvon Thibodeau, who is their, you know, bright shiny new toy coming out of the draft, is still questionable to play. Um, it's a building year. It's going to be tough. I'm going for the Titans in this game. Adam, what are you thinking? I'm going for a Titans blue out here. Um, Derek Henry's just going to run all over this defense. It, it's still maybe Tannehill there, and he's got a few weapons that he can utilize. I don't think he's going to need to because Derek Henry's just, I think he's going to have a monster game. Yeah, for me, I did a bit of stat crunching in this one, and in teams that made the playoffs the previous season versus teams that didn't in week one of the season, usually the bookies give a strong favorite to the team that did make the playoffs. And often it doesn't work out that way. So I thought, am I going to take the giants as my upset of the week? And then I realized the giants are a dumpster fire. Uh, The Daniel Jones cannot, keep the ball in his hands. He is a turnover machine. Um, coming to go up against that defense as well. It's been very strong for the past few years in Tennessee. I, I, I don't see them doing anything there now. They have improved in the offseason, the, the Giants. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Thibodeau looks to be good. Um, they've gotten rid of that coaching staff who were abysmal last season. Um, so there are positives there, but I just don't see them winning this game. It was a very tough one for them to get off the mark in week one, and I don't think they're going to do it. Yep, yeah, I totally agree. It's a clean sweep here for this one at the start of the second uh, slate of games. Um, yeah, I know it, I know they've made the changes with Brian Dayball and Joe Shane coming in and, and head coach and GM respectively, but it's going to take a bit of time to fix that roster, especially like with the likes of Kenny Galladay still on that team, taking up that much cap room for, for someone that just clearly doesn't want to be there. Um, is tough and there's going to be a lot of dead wood. It's going to have to be shift, shifted, um, but uh, it's going to take a bit of time to do that. Uh, let's have a look at... Yeah, let's, let's have a look at Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the home of Super Bowl uh, this year's Super Bowl, I should say, uh, in February. That is uh, Glendale, Arizona. And the, the state is a state farm marine. It's still a state farm marine. Anyway, I think it's called um, Arizona Cardinals hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Rain, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Who are you looking at in this game? Well, who I'll be keying in on is uh, Patrick Mahomes and that wide receiver core um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Juju Smith-Schuster should slot in there perfectly into that offense. 
and make some nice TikToks with Jackson Mahomes on his way uh, to an 100-yard game in that one. Um, I just don't see uh, any other victor in this game other than the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I see them going to the Super Bowl, as I alluded to on the Thursday night show. And I think as... uh, Dara so eloquently put it earlier on today. It is the first step to making that Super Bowl, and I think they're going to make that step. Yeah, definitely Chiefs on this one. I think if the Cardinals had had DeAndre Hopkins not suspended, might have been closer, but that defense has lost Chandler Jones, and that's a monster loss to that defense. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to pick them apart, and I'm going to take the Chiefs winning this by 10-plus. Yeah, uh, I mentioned it in our NFC West preview a couple of weeks ago that the Cardinals have lost a lot of talent this year and they haven't really replaced it. Um, JJ Watt is, is carrying an injury into the season. What else is new? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, Kyler got his bag this year. DeAndre Hopkins, first of his six game suspension as well. Don't forget that, too. Um, so he's got Mar- his old college buddy, Marquise Blair, to throw at. Like we mentioned earlier on, when we talked about the Ravens, he has an issue when it comes to dropping the football. Um, so we're going to have to see what happens there. Um, you know, Zach Ertz would be there. I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't see the the, the Cardinals winning this game. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Um, and I think the Chiefs might win this quite handily. I think it's going to be a bit of a um, a bit of a shock to the system for the Cardinals now. This one they had. Uh, such a great start to last season and I think that they could be in for a tough start to this one and we'll see if that extension for Cliff Kingsbury was worth it now in the end because there was a lot of question marks for why they did that but we'll see uh, moving on to we'll stay in the west but we'll go to the AFC side of things uh, we're going to have a look at the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to SoFi Stadium to take on the LA Chargers the first divisional matchup of this stacked division Adam I'm going to let you go first on this one what are you thinking ahead of Raiders at Chargers I think it has the potential to be a high scoring affair here you know both have pretty good offenses on this one but I think the Chargers have added to that defense as well, and I think they're going to hold the Raiders off a bit. You know, JT Jackson in that secondary now, as much as it pains me to lose him, he is a great player, and I think he's definitely going to help probably pick off Derek Carr a couple of times. Well, interesting uh, enough, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. He's out. He's not playing this week. Yeah, out. Ah, yeah, I'm off he's not playing one. this week. Well, that has changed my mind a little bit. I'm still going to go with the Chargers, but I think the high-scoring game could... There'll be an effect here. I think it could be a bit of a shootout on this one. But still stick with the Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. I look at both of these rosters, and I particularly look at the Raiders roster, and I look top-down, it looks like it's built for success. My only issue is, and we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show, the quarterback, Derek Carr, does not have that elite potential that I think... Uh, the his counterpart on the opposite side, Justin Herbert, does. Um, and I think that's what's going to win this game for the Chargers, uh, is the fact that they have a quarterback who knows how to win games, who can win games when the, the going gets gritty. And he has that extra little bit of just star power that maybe 
uh, Derek Carr doesn't have. So I'm going with the Chargers on this one. Uh, high scoring affair, like Adam said, and not a huge winning margin. Something around three or four points is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I like this matchup. I think it's going to be quite a fun game. I think it has the potential to be game of the weekend. I am going to go with the Chargers in this game as well. And I'm going to do it because I do not trust the Raiders secondary. Um, I think that there's a lot of issues there in that secondary that um, that need to be addressed. Um, they, I would normally say that their defensive line can do enough to disrupt that. Maybe it can sh- cover the issues that their backfield has. But their defensive line are coming up with quite against quite a strong offensive line um that I think would be able to hold him out and give Herbert that time to pick off passes with the likes of you know Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, if you want um Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield, Gerald Everett, again we mentioned drop issues with Marquise Brown. Gerald Everett has drop issues. So, so as long as he can keep that sorted out, um I think that the Ray the Chargers will have enough to, to win this game there there is an issue like I mentioned JC Jackson is out um, it looks like it will be Santi Samuel Jr. on one side and possibly the former Bronco Bryce Callahan to, pay, to play in the other cornerback position so we'll see how that works out We'll see um, what Derwin James and his, with his new contract especially can do um, with the likes especially of uh, of Darren Waller. I think he's uh, there is a bit of a question mark about him, but I think he's going to be good to go for Sunday. But I'm still going to go with the Chargers to win this and start the season one. And, oh, um, let's go to the last game of the late, uh, uh, late slate of games. And that is an NFC North matchup. That is the... Green Bay Packers traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. I'm going to go first on this one. And I'm actually taking the Vikings on this. They uh, beat them last season uh, in the same fixture in their house. I'm interested with this stuff with with, um, Kevin O'Connell. I'm not convinced by the Packers receiving core like Sammy Watkins and... um, Who's the other guy? Alan Lazard, you know, trying to have them make up for the amount of lost yards and lost touchdowns that um uh, of Devontae Adams. So uh, I'm going Vikings on this one. Uh, Adam, I'll go with you first on this. What is your thoughts ahead of uh, Packers of Vikings? Yeah, I have to agree with the uh, the Packers receiving course. Definitely the thing that has swayed my way going to the Vikings here. Um, I think the only thing that's going to keep the Packers in the game for some time is going to be their defense. I just, I think the Vikings are going to eventually break them down, but it's going to take a while for them to do it. But the Packers' offense, I think, is going to struggle. Um, yeah, look, I toyed with the same opinions that you guys were having in terms of that offense on the. Uh, Viking side of the ball. Uh, I like Dalvin Cook. I'm hoping he has a big game for my fantasy uh, football team. But at the same time, I think people are underrating a little bit the offense that they have there in Green Bay. Uh, Traditionally, the offensive line is stellar down there. They're getting David Bakhtiari back, I believe. He's going to be good to go for week one. That's the story that's out at the moment. Um. 
and I don't mind this receiver core. I get that like the 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 narrative has been oh Sammy Watkins is going to be uh, wide receiver one, but I don't think they have a true wide receiver one, and I think that's probably maybe going to play into Aaron Rodgers' hands a little bit uh, because he has traditionally been able to spread the ball around. And I think one guy who people are overlooking a little bit is Robert Tunyon at tight end. This guy was one of the uh, touchdown leaders among tight ends last season. Um, He's a young enough guy. He's only getting better. I think he's going to have a really, really good season this season. And I think he's going to help out in this game an awful lot. I have the Packers winning this one in a close one. uh, Three points. Let's move on then to the last game of Sunday. And that is the Sunday night football. The first Sunday night football of the season. It's a repeat of the season opener of last year. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys. Except this time it's in Jerry World. Uh, Rian, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Bucks at Cowboys. This one just pains me either way to say it. I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Buccaneers, but I think the Bucs have enough to do it in week one. Um, we've pointed out ad nauseum the issues that um, the Cowboys have on the defensive side of the ball and Trayvon Diggs. We've pointed out the issues that they have in the offensive side of the ball and the fact that they have nobody outside of CeeDee Lamb. Um and the Buccaneers have that scary good uh, wide receiver core. They still have Leonard Fournette, who was uh, a low-key excellent player last season. He he transitioned from playoff Lenny to uh, to regular season Lenny last season with some excellent numbers. I think he's going to be good again this season. Uh, and of course, they have the goat under center in Tom Brady. I can't look too far outside of. Tampa Bay winning this game. Yeah, um, a Tampa winning this one as well. The only thing that I think has keeping Dallas in this is Brady's been away for a few weeks, and he's coming back into a very depleted offensive line. He's coming into their third string center. So I don't know how that connection is going to go straight away with him. It may take a while for them to click. But as you said, that is a scary good receiving core they have. No matter who you go to, they cannot double team anyone because it just leaves somebody so wide open. And you have Fournette coming out of the backfield as well. I, I just have the box taking this one. I think it's going to be closer than some people think, but I still have them taking this by three to seven. Okay. I'm going to go with the books as well on this one. Um, I know you mentioned about like the third string uh center for the books being an issue but a bigger issue for me is that left tackle position for the cowboys they're planning on taking out a 40 41 year old jason peters and putting him in that left tackle position and think he's going to be able to do a job for them against the likes of either akeem hicks fonte via william colson you know if um Shaquille Barrett wants to to blitz, uh, have a go at it, or if Levante David or Devin White want to blitz, like there's so many different ways that that defense can come at you, and I think they're going to really struggle, um, especially with the likes on the receiver side. It's well known they lost to Mary Cooper, they lost Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup is out of this game, who's going to be the wide receiver one, um, well maybe two after C D Lamb, but 
if you only have CD Lamb out there, you can double team him all game, and he's not uh, he is not a, a problem. On the running side of the ball, like Zeke or Pollard, it doesn't matter who they play in this game. The Bucks traditionally have been one of the toughest teams to run the ball against. Um, I know Tom Brady hasn't been there in a while, but I still think they're going to have enough. You have Julio, like mentioned, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, uh, Cameron Braid, who is a real threat in the red zone as well in the tight end position. Like, later on in the season, we might have some issues with the books, but this game, I cannot see with the issues that the Cowboys have and the weapons that the Bucks have, I cannot see the Bucks not winning this game. So I'm going to go for a Buccaneers win. And I fear that it could be a bit of a blowout. Um, and especially in Jerry world, especially with the head coach under pressure, like Mike McCarthy is, um, and especially with Sean Payton, a free agent looking at things, you know, it could get ugly in that building really quickly. If things get out of hand. 100%. Yeah, that if if that if that is a blowout game week 1, uh those Cowboys fans, we know they're very passionate. That's one thing we can say about the Cowboys that's uh positive, but they're going to be baying for blood. Now, in terms of Sean Payton, I still think he's actually contracted to the Saints. They'd have to give something up to get him. I think uh, even though he's retired. Yeah, right. yeah, I think yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is Jerry Jones, I think he probably would go out there and give up a draft pick or whatever he needs to do to get somebody like that in the building. Um, but yeah, if this one goes badly, the the, the fans are definitely going to be baying for blood. And I think Mike McCarthy is going to be very much on the hot seat. Yeah, I don't think they, they'd get rid of him after week one, but it would just no. set a trend or it would set a wheel in motion that I don't think he'd be able to stop. Right. Um, but I think then that is it. That's all the games. Um, we hopefully will be back tomorrow to ha- to review um, the all of Sunday's action. Uh, guys, as always, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yep, thank you. Uh, make sure you're sticking to our socials throughout the games today uh, at UndercenterPod on Twitter. Uh, we'll be talking about the games. Interact. Let us know what you're thinking about what's happening. Um, like I said, we'll hopefully be back on Monday uh, with a live show giving our reviews of week one with the biggest talking points. Perhaps that blowout win for the books. We'll never see. We'll, or we'll, We never know. We'll see. Uh, that um, Baker Mayfield revenge game that he won, or did he throw it away? We'll find out. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Did Could the Patriots come back against the Dolphins? And we'll look ahead, of course, to the Monday night football game where the Seattle Seahawks will be hosting the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos. It's actually happening. It's actually happening. The, Russell Wilson's coming to Seattle not wearing a Seahawks jersey. Uh, we've been talking about it for months and months since the schedule came out. And now it's actually here. Uh, enjoy the games today. Guys, if you are watching Red Zone, if you're watching the game, individual games, we hope you enjoy it. Um, but until next time, stay safe. We'll see you soon. And enjoy the football. <laughs>